Flying Bull Productions presents Laugh, Literature, and Film. All right, it's the good stuff. It's good to be back. The Metroville High School Literature and Film Podcast. How are you, Mr. Two Frames? I'm doing well. I've been uh, dying to do this podcast for the last, what, three weeks we've been trying to get together? I think more than that. I don't know. We've only done two podcasts this entire quarter. Feeling a little shaky. Last year, we were powering through these suckers. We might be losing some of our listenership. Yeah. (laughs) It's got to hurt that we don't have a class to teach this year. No, I think the thing that hurts is that is the our crazy schedules after school. Mm. But anyway, we have to recommit, I think. And this this one this this podcast might be the one that brings us back over the edge. Puts us back on the every two weeks. That's the schedule we're gonna try to go for. I like it. Because there's a crap ton of movies out there to talk about and think about and write about and podcast about. So this I agree. These next two months, my wife better get ready. Because I'm going to the movies a lot. (laughs) My wife better get ready not to see me anymore. Uh, At least she has The Bachelor to watch. Well, that might be you. (laughs) (laughs) We have an interesting take, I think, in terms of research for this podcast today. This actually required me to have this... Higher amount of time to figure out where I was going with this. And I really only spent the last 40 minutes working on it. <laughs> it's a good thing my students had a test today. Uh, so what we're going to do, I think, is instead of the regular movie preview for the seasons, which we've done in the past, mm-hmm. we're going to try to uh, tell each other what we think their most anticipated movies are. Of, of the, the rest season, of uh, up until 2014. Yeah, I think the latest date I have on here is, is uh, Christmas. Yeah, Christmas December is 25. What got. Although there is something coming out after that, that but I can't remember. Which I, is really odd. Generally, the 25th is the last day for new releases. of. Uh, it must also be either a Wednesday or a Friday. Do you know? must be a Wednesday. I'm guessing Christmas is on like a Wednesday this year because we have the extra long holiday. Mm-hmm. So normally, and whenever Christmas Day is, is also when New Year's is. So, All right. So what we're going to do is, I guess we'll just go back and forth here. We settled on the top five, right? Yeah. Do you know what your top five are? Because while I was working on yours, I was like, yeah, I don't know if I've really ranked these in my mind. I think... I know what my number one is. I think it's also your number one. Okay. And that's not the one that I picked for you because of that. (laughs) (laughs) Because I figured we could just get number one out of the way right now. Okay. And then you might have to bump yours back. I actually have like 20 20 (laughs) movies on the list. And as I did more research on them, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, yeah, I think you might want to see this movie. So... If, if I'm guessing correctly, we'll start just with this, with number one. And I th- I think that your most anticipated movie... Is also your most anticipated yeah. movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think we're on that right. So you're looking forward to Interstellar. Yeah, I think yeah, so. All right. I, I actually talked about Interstellar to one of my uh, honors classes. That's stellar. The other day, and they're like, 
wow, you seem to know a lot about this. And I'm like, I know next to nothing about <laughs> this film. Yeah, because I really do know nothing. That, that poster that we saw, the last movie we went to, was a spoiler for me. It, for me as well, or well, because I did not know Anne Hathaway is in this. All I knew was Matthew McConaughey and Michael Caine were in this film. Did you know that Topher Grace was in it? I, I did. I actually looked at the list. This movie is packed with actors and actresses that I liked. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Casey Affleck. I'm a big fan of John Lithgow. <laughs> I like Casey Affleck from his work on the assassination of uh, Jesse James, James by the coward Robert Ford. I liked him in that. I've liked him in a lot of stuff. Where did I just watch? Uh, Out of the Furnace. He was good. At. Yeah, he was pretty was good. Christian Bale's brother. Yeah, yeah, that was a good movie. So I like that one. So yeah, yeah. yeah we're, so we're both looking for that's that's our number one. We can just get that one out of the way. So we're both looking forward to Interstellar. My question is: Do you think this will form a thematic trilogy with Nolan's previous two non-Batman films? Which is a big, big theory on the internet. That's a big, big your theory because you you people have been talking twist. about this for like four years but ever since Inception to, came out. Didn't you try to twist the last? Three, the previous three movies that have nothing to do with Batman into a trilogy? Well, it's it's The Prestige is supposedly where it started, which was the film he did after Batman Begins and then Inception. And oh, then, then they didn't put in Memento isn't in there? No, Memento I've, I've heard is your way, theory way back. On no, 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 no. Supposedly this is the last one. And I know this yeah. has something to do with space travel and there's a certain amount of realism that's... Or there's a possibility. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it, just because it's on the interwebs doesn't doesn't really get. And, and I I hope thematically this does film or, or become a trilogy. It's a thematic trilogy. It would be Nolan touches amazing. on so many themes that it's you you could do that. You really could find an arc through three different movies. You could pick any three movies of his and do an arc. Well, I mean, I think the reason why so many people think that this is going to happen because in the Prestige, Michael Caine, who's in all of his films, <laughs> talks about the three parts to a magic trick. Right. You know, you have the Prestige, then you have the Vanish, and then you actually have to. I think no matter what, someone's going to be able promise. to. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It, it's great. <laughs> no, that so is that part of the reason why you're intrigued to see if it has a thematic connection to, to his other two? I, I think if he's pulled off doing two trilogies, going back and forth between them, just that would be amazing. The problem is also Nolan doesn't talk about his films very much. That's not a problem for me because I, the less I know about it, the more I enjoy it. But, but even afterwards, he won't do many interviews. He doesn't do in-depth interviews where he mm. explains his stuff. But that's why he's the never couple like, times he's not liked by the Academy or like. Yeah, but when you listen to him talk, you go, "Wow, this guy knows so much. His insights are so great. I wish I could listen to him more." Like I love listening to Tarantino, and luckily Tarantino can't keep loves his mouth to shut. Talk. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of stuff to get through, and I just you know, yeah, fascinated but, by the way these directors' minds work, and and they're also writers. What about his brother? Tarantino? His, no, no. <laughs> Does he have a brother? No, uh, no one's no one's brother is a, is a screenwriter. Mm-hmm. They they collaborate on a lot of things. I'm wondering if he is is as uh, uh, reticent, or if he actually goes out. And, I don't think on the circuit a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Or um, their cinematographer who uh, finally striking out on his own. Who's he married to? Nolan. Yeah, I have no idea. I, mean, I think he's married to somebody. Could be. Yeah, I, I have a feel. I have a strong feel that he's married to somebody. I, I, I'm willing to bet he's married. Yeah. Well, 
I don't know. So we're both looking forward to Interstellar, which comes out next week on November 5th in IMAX and on November 7th for wide release right. on all types of screens. Very good, and we'll probably talk more about that in the future, I have a feeling. All right, so now back to the bottom of the list. Now back to number five, or four, or five, I guess. I don't know. Whatever, however you want to do it. I, I actually have six on here that... Oh, well, do you want to start? <sighs> well, this is what I think, and this is... All right, so I feel... That, but you're not looking at my list. No, no, no. I feel you are. I, I was looking at it in broad strokes. Of, I, I see how well you've crafted all of these. I, I feel very uh, unprepared. Lame? Yeah. <laughs> There's probably a reason for that. <laughs> uh, so, you can tell me what you think about this. I think that your fifth most anticipated movie of the year has already come out. And it stars uh, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> The title is John Wick. Actually, I, I don't know if it's number five, but it definitely is on the top five. List. No, wait a minute. Is it on the top five of anticipated movies, or is it... If we had done this podcast... When we should have? Yesterday. <laughs> or Wednesday, like we had originally planned. Yeah, I, I would have said, I actually saw this last night. So did it Did it pay off? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's, it's, it, it is good action. Well, the directors are two stunt guys. Mm-hmm. And they they met on uh, well I don't know if they met, but they worked together as stunt coordinators for Balls of Fury, which is my favorite sports film. <laughs> yeah, you've seen it. It's good. Yes, I've seen it. Oh, um, it's good. Well, and only one of them's credited as the director, but in all the interviews they're saying the stunt work is really them. good. There's a lot of inventive things. Um, yeah. Well, but one example that doesn't give anything away. There's a scene where Keanu is driving his car in reverse, and he runs over a guy. The guy goes over the hood of the car, and he's shooting the guy through the hood as the guy is rolling. I would argue that that gives a little bit away. Or over the roof, not in the hood. <laughs> but doesn't give anything away. I mean, this, this, scene, this scene happens very quickly. All right. Just out of nowhere. But so it's really, a little I've bit never away. seen that sort of thing. All right. There are lots of just little moves. The cinematography does it, is interesting. Does it compare to the raid? Or the raid two, in terms of the way that they were able to oh. integrate the camera with the stunts, the live action. No, the stunts. camera doesn't move a whole. I mean, the camera work's not real fancy, but they do keep the camera pulled back so that you can see what's going on. Well, there's the not raid. a whole lot of quick cutting where you have no idea what's happening. You see that in so many action movies. Right. This, you understand where people are. Well, in relation to each other, you understand what they're doing. That's what I liked about the Grandmaster and the Raid and some of those other foreign movies because they're able to to scale you up and still have the integrated camera movements with the stunts. I mean, because I think when you say that in Raid Two, that last fight scene or one of the big set fight scenes took like six months or something to film. Oh, so yes. Yeah. Yeah, it, one of them took a lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was something crazy like that. I don't know. I mean, sometimes they were getting like here. 15 seconds of footage a day on it. Yeah. And it's an eight-minute scene or something, yeah. So, so th- this is this is a very good action. John Wick, directed by David Leach and, uh, I don't know if you say it's Leach or Lich. I don't know. Yeah. Chad Stolsky. That was your sixth or fifth 
or whatever most anticipated movie that I thought that you were looking forward to. And very, I didn't even know it was Very happy. Out. I didn't you even would know it was not go with me. Movie. Well, they kill a dog. The whole premise is them killing a dog. I can't watch that. I'm not in this current state of Do, do you want emotional something distress. even worse to know about the dog? Does it die at the end? No. no. The dog oh, it's already dead. No, the dog dies in the first It was given minutes. to him by his dying wife. Do you want to know what the dog looks like? Does it look like Allie? No. Bam Bam? Bam Bam. It's a beagle? Looks like Bam Bam. They kill a beagle? Looks like Bam. It's a little puppy beagle. Oh, my God. When I saw the dog. What a nightmare. Because it, it arrives in this carrier, so you don't uh, see it right away. And then you get this shot from Keanu's perspective. And I went, is that Bam Bam? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, what a horror Because I, I was trying to think, could I convince Lust to go watch this? Uh, and then when I saw it's a beagle, I'm like, ooh, this isn't good. Nope. Show up 15 minutes late to the film. Mm. What's the point? Just know he's out. So for we're revenge. all agreed that that he's out for revenge on the Russian mob, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah. what are you laughing at? Yeah, just there are some I'm great gonna, scenes. That's what I mean, my point is. We're all agreed though that the Russians are fair game for, for to have the bad things happen to them, right? Because they can't be any other ethnicity other than the Russians because they're, ju- they're just white enough and just crazy enough oh it's so perfect for us to not have any guilt over going after them yeah, I know because it's the head of the Russian mob his yeah. son pisses him yeah. off and the guy who plays the son is Alfie Allen who plays Theon Greyjoy in Game of Thrones he's the one that has been tortured all oh, through okay. the previous oh, wow. season and a half I've heard his voice on the uh, I, I don't even watch the trailers. He he is great. He right. you enjoy watching mm-hmm. him get his come up and see. Yeah. I won't see it. I mean, I wanted to see it. What I would have seen it if I had. You'll heard be flipping it. through the channels on HBO and you'll come in halfway through and be like, "Yeah, yeah, all right." Definitely. I won't deny it. I'm. I wouldn't mind seeing it if it had a different premise, a different setup. If they killed his dying wife, then I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm all over this." I just can't see it. I'm not going to watch it. I don't. I'm not interested. Good. Totally disinterested. All right. All right. So your number five film. That was number five for you. For you, I think I'm going to say The Imitation Game, coming out November 28th, starring Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh. Well, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Swing and a miss. Yeah, probably. I I thought you'd be interested in this. Uh, Interesting character piece. It's the... Uh, work of Alan Turing, mm-hmm. who uh, cracked the Enigma machines during World War II. And the Brits chemically castrated him because of his sexual proclivities. Looks pretty good. Yeah, looks pretty good. And here's why I thought you'd like it. Because the director is Morton Tidlum. Tidlum? This is his first <laughs> English film. Guy. I like he that has, name, Tidlum. He directed Headhunters, which was a film oh, you okay. greatly enjoyed yeah. last year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's got to be a different type of movie. Headhunters is a action thriller kind of thing. Well, this is his first English language film. It can't be. It can't be that thrilling though. But all right, Imitation Game. I put it. I was putting it up there. Nice, nice little fat. I like the Benedict Cumberbatch, and you're right. It is Kira Knightley, Matthew. Like her, like her. I don't know him. He's uh, the creepy uncle from Stoker. All right. Oh, he was good. Matthew Boot? Good. Oh, that's good. Goody. All right, good for you. All right, this one is out there, and uh, uh, 
All right. You know, see, I kind of have a feeling that you're gonna that you're gonna name this one too. But for me, I thought that you, if you'd heard about this, would like the Gambler. Yeah, I was actually tempted to go number five on that with you. All Directed right. by uh, Rupert Wyatt, starring um, Mark Wahlberg, mm-hmm. Marky Mark Wahlberg, and Brie Larson, Jessica Lange. Who's actually Brie Larson? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I do know Jessica Lange. Mm-hmm. She was my first crush when I was a schoolboy. She crushed on me hard. <laughs> what movie? Uh, Tootsie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was the remake of King Kong. It was probably what I saw her first. <sighs> she was she was the the doll in King Kong. It's a good film. The 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 remake of yeah. King Kong. You you think? I wanted to show that to my film class, especially it's the movie. And it's got uh, Jeff. Bridges doing the F-bomb. Oh, As like King Kong's getting shot, he's going, F you in slow motion. And I tried to switch the audio track uh-huh. so I could show it to my kids in French. They don't change it. So he's speaking French. But then when he's dropping the F-bomb, it's, it's, back, yeah, it's back to Jeff Bridges' actual voice in him in America and going, So anytime you. you drop the F-bomb... In slow motion. <laughs> Apparently, you're you're being bilingual. <laughs> so yeah, probably a good thing you didn't didn't. Yeah, I didn't show that clip. But the the um, the 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 monkey or the <laughs> the the king air the king the Kong disrobes Jessica Lange at some point in the movie with his finger. <laughs> He's like, really? yeah, he takes I her, uh, but it's probably rated PG. It was back in that weird PG I remember time seeing frame, it on, so. like, cable television yeah, when I was, like, 10, so they probably cut out that little bit. Oh, yeah, it's not always a great idea to just throw PG movies in <laughs> that were in the 70s, the early 80s. Yes, we yes, learned yes, this one, anyway. All right, so The Gambler, I uh, thought you might like it because mm, the writer... Was the writer of the uh, Departed, William Monahan? I like that. And uh, it's a remake of the James Conn film. Oh, see, I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. see the James Conn movie. Yeah, I like the James Conn. Um, In that one, he plays a directed gambler. by Rupert Wyatt. Uh, imagine that. <laughs> uh, Rupert Wyatt is the director of one of those Planet of the Apes movies. I don't know if it's the Good Apes or Bad Apes. I think it's the good one. All right, so. And it's got Ed Kennedy in it. Who? Ed Kennedy. He won the Oscar for Cool Hand Luke. Cinematographer? Dragline in Cool Hand Luke. Oh, he's still alive. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. <sighs> right. alive. He'd be great for that Dead Alive game. All right. I like so there it. you go. The yeah, I, I was probably me. going to actually go four on that one with you, but I will switch it up and I will say uh, for number four for you, Nightcrawler, ooh, uh, directed by Dan Gilroy, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays a paparazzi who has no efforts whatsoever, and it's it's just following him around in L.A. So he gets up to no good. I thought you'd like this film. You, you're right. I am anticipating it. And I'm anticipating it for another hour or so. <laughs> and then I think I'll actually be enjoying it. So I am looking forward to that. Now, uh, have you read much about this? No, you know, I kind of keep away from movies. All I've known, all I know is this is on my list for you, too. So 
I could wait till we talk about it then. Well, uh, unless there's something else you wanted to say. Well, I, I just uh, I'll save my question for later about right. this film. Stay tuned. Stay. <laughs> Number three for you from from me. I think you're really gonna like this one. I, I wanted to put this up a little bit higher. But I like my number two and and number one too. Anyway, Birdman. Ooh, yeah. The oh unexpected my. virtue of, of ignorance. I can't believe I completely didn't even see Birdman. Well, there I, you go. I, I don't even have all my. Li- but yes, yes. Michael Keaton, a washed-up actor, plays an iconic superhero <laughs> who must overcome his ego and family troubles to put on a Broadway play. And this is so high on my list for you because. Superhero, Ed, Broadway. Also the Michael Keaton. The Michael Keaton, but people say it's like the the Keaton the Keaton apocalypse or the the re Keaton or the the Reza like Keaton. I like me some what do you Michael call Keaton. Oh. But people are claiming that he hasn't been around, but he was really good in uh, that movie Clear History <laughs> with Larry <laughs> David. I thought you were going to say. Have y'all. you seen it? Oh, it's funny. It's funny. What's the Mark Wahlberg, Will Ferrell cop movie? I didn't see it. I know what you're talking about. I think he was in Cops that. Are Us or Cops something ridiculous. Like, cop a feel or something like that. <laughs> yeah, so uh yeah, now I'm looking for some bird man. I figured that once I told you that it that Is the, that out around here? Yeah, it's already been out. I, I didn't see it. I, I know it's been released, but I thought it's still yeah. unreal limited. Yeah, I don't know if it's out around here, but I know it's out. And, and I figured once I told you it was one, so the sort of premise of it is it's one continuous take. I knew you'd be in. So. But it's one continuous take over several days. Well, yeah, they do something and they time lapse it somehow, like through dreams or something. So that's yeah. number three for you from me. I like it. What I thought. All right. I, I guess I can't hold back on this film anymore. I want to put this higher. <laughs> I think you really want to see and you don't know it yet all right but you want to see unbroken angelina jolie no i do i do know it and i do want to see it and i know why i want to see it <laughs> <laughs> so why do you think i know why i want to see awesome <laughs> i think you want to see this film because of who wrote it exactly the cohen brothers right that is exactly right, uh, but there's also two other guys associated with it, so I don't know if they... But they, they did the first pass. Apparently, the Coen brothers were brought in when Angelina Jolie came in to direct the film about a year and a half ago. So they're just they're just on there. They, they Those first two guys are just on there. Joel and Ethan Coen really wrote it. I, I have no idea how much of a treatment they did. I mean, that's always the stuff that's really hard to find out. This is based on a novelization or... This is an actual dude, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, real man. But um, the woman that wrote the book is... Laura Hill Hillenbrand. And she also wrote... Seabiscuit. Do you know that she suffers from... Agoraphobia? And uh, there's another disease that... It's a painful body disease. It's like nerve endings. Oh, yeah, yeah. It takes her hours and hours to write. What the hell's the name of the disease? But she's a recluse. Well, and a lot of that is based on her her medical problems. I think she like suffers severe migraines, and then she has uh, fibromyalgia. 
That's right. Yeah, yeah. I think that there's something else too. And then, you know, once you get into a certain situation and you're sick, you become agoraphobic. You don't want to go out in the public. Yeah, and it's amazing though that she writes these stories, and it's the true story of Louis Zamperini. Of course, old Louis, Louis Z. Apparently, he was in the Olympics. You said that. You you think that's my number three? Yeah, I've got I've got two above it. Wow! All right, stay tuned. Sorry, he was in the Olympics. He was in the Olympics. He was a marathon runner. He then goes uh, fights in World War II. His plane gets shot down, or his ship gets sunk. He spends like 40 days out in the middle of the Pacific. They really were the greatest. Put in a concentration camp or internment camp run by the Japanese, and they knew who he was, and they wanted to break him down. Like, they were extra cruel to this guy. I mean, his story is just amazing. My guess is they weren't able to. And I think he just died. Oh, really? I think he just died, like, in the last couple months. Oh, wow. That sucks. I bet you got to see the movie, though. It's got to be done. It's not coming out till December 25th, but it's got to be in the can by now. Yeah. I, what do you I, think? I, I know Angelina Jolie worked with him extensively. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know Garrett Hudlin. I think Dom Hall, Dom, nah, on, Dom Hall Gleason, mm-hmm. he was in that movie Glor- or Calvary, Calvary that we saw. But I don't know any of these other guys. Who's Jack O'Connell? What did he do? Is, is, I don't know. Um, see the guy that's that's playing that guy, the the Louis Z. Must be possibly. Yeah. The first I, I think this year we're going to have a lot of people nominated for best actor that we've never heard of. Yeah, that we've never heard of. All right. Well, that's an interesting. I guess we'll have to. Well, there's another. I mean, I'll, just to briefly touch on, I don't think either of us really want to see it. The Theory of Everything, the Stephen Hawking's film. The, the, the acting has gotten rave reviews. Oh, wait, the actor in it is uh, a guy from uh, Fury? Uh, Eddie Redmayne? Oh, well, then no. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, that's not an interesting I'm not really interested. I think it's going to get nominated for Best Picture, and I'll try and see it before the Academy Awards. Yeah, there's I, a lot of stuff ahead of it. Are we going to be able how, how, – well, I won't have to see John Wick because I've already decided, but how are we going to be able to see all these movies? I'm well, going to have to get along. You my top two and – I gotta say, I still got three movies at least that I'm really looking forward to. Well, my top, my number two for you is actually Nightcrawler. Mm. So I figured that I, 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 nothing against it, but I could put a lot of movies ahead. Well, of this me. is this is what I heard on I guess slash filmcast or maybe I don't know. Anderson Cowan does this film thing, uh, Film Vault. He may have said it. One of them said that it was dark, twisted, and intense, and really unpleasant. I said, that's just like Bull. Yeah, that is. <laughs> dark, twisted, unpleasant? Getting better. So it's, it's, it's supposed to be like, um, I think it was David Chen on the Slash Filmcast said that he, all right, so they did a, Marvel did a an uh, information dump about the upcoming films. They phase gave all three. their titles, their phase three. For the next 15 years. And they were doing a podcast about it, but he was still kind of not into the whole, mm-hmm. you know. And he really loves Marvel, so his co-hosts were like, hey, you know, what's up? He's like, well, I just saw this movie. At the end of the podcast, he was like, so have a great time. And yay, Marvel <laughs> podcast. And the and the, uh, the co-hosts were like, 
well, you don't sound really excited about all this. He goes, well, I just saw, just came back from that movie Nightcrawler. It's still on my mind. I'm like, so if that movie can ruin his podcast, I figure you could go see it and ruin ours. <laughs> I, I, I'm looking forward to Nightcrawler. Plus it's got Bill Pax in it. If this was a top ten list, Nightcrawler would definitely be on it. All right. So anyway, I got other ones for you, but I don't know. No, it's it's not a bad pick. It's not one I'm like, no, 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 no. All right. Swing and miss. All right. <laughs> for number two, and I, I desperately wanted to put this as number one. You don't think I, I got like a foul tip? It is foul tip. Like I said, it's right. probably number seven, maybe right. eight. Because you said swing and miss. I'm like, yeah. foul tip. Yeah, we two here would really would have made the list. For you, I think you're looking forward to two days, one night. <laughs> are you ser- are you serious? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> yes. I've never even heard of that. Well wait till I sell it to All you. Right. Stars uh, I should be looking forward to it, but I've never even heard of it. I think it's Bulgarian. Alright. Stars Marion. Code to the Lard. Go on. Uh, it's directed by the Dardini brothers. They're two-time Palme d'Or winners. The, the I think can, I have the highest this. award. Keep going. That you can get at the Cannes Film Festival. These are the same guys that or one of these guys directed the uh, Rosetta and Le Enfant are the two uh, films that they've won big awards for. I, I didn't really not, recognize not that. The, the uh, a morning in Catalonia or whatever that movie that you had. Once upon a time and yeah, yeah. Anatolia. Anatolia. Yeah. Anatolia. Yeah. No, no. I, I don't right. believe so. so um, keep going. She stars as a. She works in like a factory. She has to um, take some time off from work, and the other factory workers figure out that they can cover her workload by just working a couple extra hours. And the factory boss says that he'll give these other workers extra money if they do it so that they can fire Miriam. And so she has 24 hours to convince them to not take the pay raise so that she can keep her job and feed her family. So it's a bunch of scenes of her just going and talking to these, I think it's like 16 people who all have their own needs and, you know, they have uses for the money and it's very emotional apparently. And it's, it's gotten rave reviews. Okay. I, I think of it in a lot of the same way as I thought of Calvary, and I heard it, the way it was being described in some of the literature. So, why? Yeah. I think it's a character study piece. It, it's getting at the nature of man. It seems to be thematically something that you'd like. All right. Plus, you Two seem days. to. I'm not sure I've ever heard you talk badly about a movie that Marion Cotillard has been in. That may be true. Like, you really like The Immigrant. And I did. I think you were willing to overlook a lot of stuff because of what a great actress she is. And she is a great actress. I, I did like Inception. The right. Love. No, so, she was great in it. It's The Shadow. Uh, December 24th. The Shade. Isn't she also... <laughs> is she also... Uh... <laughs> Isn't she also uh... Raza Ghoul's daughter? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's in another movie, too. Bully. No. Mm, uh, I don't know. Yeah, all right. Now, I guess it is somewhere on a list. What was that sound I heard? Whiff? <laughs> no, 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 no. I was so pleased when I Some found this foul one. territory. <laughs> it's not an out. 
It's a foul pop-up that goes into the uh, stands. That's all right. I know, I know the next one will be a hit. Yeah, all right. Grand Slam. This is what I feel is going to be your number one most anticipated movie. Oh, now I changed my mind. <laughs> of all the movies. <laughs> mm. oh, it's so hard. It is. It is hard. Oh, crap. All right. Mm, I'm going to go for a most violent year. Ooh. Confused. Most violent year. A most violent year starring Oscar Isaac, Jessica Chastain, and uh, Alessandro Nivola. It's directed by J.C. Chandor. He did All Is Lost, which had, I think, one word of spoken dialogue Mm -hmm. after the opening titles. The Robert Redford. Robert Redford movie. It's an action crime drama movie. It's about a man who's 1981. Mm-hmm. His, uh, I guess, from 1981 to 1982, he's ha- he's having a very violent year. <laughs> so I think he, he runs afoul of organized crime in some way. So a lot of it, a lot of it thematically seems to be related to the um, some some other movies that you've that you've enjoyed. Um, I'm saying December 25th here, but I'm not sure that that's accurate. I'm, but uh, (laughs) well, because it's it's also with Unbroken up here, and I had December 25th has like six different movies that are coming out on that same day. Yeah, I'm not aware of this film. The things you say interest me. Well, Jessica Chastain, Oscar Isaac, a most violent year. Like it. That's your number one most anticipated film that you've never heard of. Never knew. <laughs> we are good. Yeah. All well, right. I think you might like it, so you should. Your number one. <laughs> I really thought that you would have done that. All right, so. Right. Your number one. Mm-hmm. And I'd better get this one right. All right. Is P.T. Anderson's Inherent Vice. Oh, yep, you're right. <laughs> but you're also wrong. You're right, but you're wrong. It's fallen off of the list in the sense that wow, I've I've heard bad things. I've heard things, Mister Paul. Really bad things. Yeah, it's supposedly it's an incoherent mess, and that's exactly what the book is—an incoherent mess. So it is PTA. It nails the tone. <laughs> the master, no, though, the master's not an incoherent say, mess. I think people a lot could say that, but. They'd be wrong. But you don't know that until you've seen the film. But I read the book, Inherent Vice. Are you going right. to see this in the next Oh, yeah, two? I'm going to see it. I am looking forward to seeing it. If it comes here. I mean, well, it I think it's going to get fairly wide. I don't know, man. It's got a lot of good people in it. It's got... Joaquin Phoenix, Josh Brolin, Owen Wilson, Reese Witherspoon, Delnicio Del Toro, Jenna Malone. Yeah, I'm not familiar with Jenna Malone. Jenna Malone was in the last Hunger Games movie. She was in Sucker Punch. And rumors are she's going to be Robin in the new Batman Superman. Movie. This Batman versus Superman movie? Dawn of Justice. Really? That's what rumors are. Oh. Who knows? There, there have been so many rumors and everything. Is she going to be playing the and that dude? movie's a year and a half old. Uh, there is a female Robin character. Is her name Robin? I think Batman refers to it as Robin. Because if you refer to the person by their real name, 
while you're out in public. Some people might know. No point in wearing the mask. Isn't hey, Bruce, that, come over here. Isn't that like a storyline in it's some of the, in one of these? Uh, isn't that like a through line? On, oh, it's in Watchmen, right? But I also think that the, the either Marvel or DC picked that up as a as a through line for some of theirs. Dawn of Justice or League of Justice stuff. Yeah, because they have Marvel the League of Justice. I don't know, I'm and not since this is that. an older Batman and but the whole idea the Dark Knight Returns where he's older. I, I talked about the cartoon yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, I watched them. It's a female Robin in that. Right. So I think this is... Oh, did you also notice in Gotham that the, the television show Gotham that... Oh, Love and Meet Some Gotham. Ugh. But did you notice in the background... Well, this is in the first couple of shows. They have those um, mohawk, redhead mohawk guys, like no, gang biker guys. Thing. Yeah. Oof. So isn't that like a gang in the Batman? yeah in the Dark Knight Returns? Yeah. They're like look in the backgrounds of some of the scenes. They'll they'll be like apparently walking there are through the streets. Tons of Easter eggs. Yeah. And tons of references to really minor characters right. in the. Gotham universe, so. which is, is is pretty cool if you're like into the comic books. Like I got out of comic books when I turned thirteen or fourteen. I years. think I've read like two Batman comics, right. except for Sergeant Rock. Yeah, love me some of that. All right, so when Aaron Vice is my number one, what number two, not counting Interstellar. Yeah. Uh, is there anything I failed to name that you're really looking forward to? I'm surprised that neither one of us named American Sniper. The Bradley Cooper movie with uh, I, I, Clint Eastwood director. Yeah, Christmas Day comes out. I'm kind of looking forward to that. It's just, and I tell you why. It's the it's the marketing for it. The marketing. I thought you were going to name it for me. That was on my list, but then I I I did a uh, I went with the most violent year thing. <laughs> I starred. That's when I six, I did a judo. No, film. I I starred seven films that I thought you might name for me. You got one. Which one? John Wick. Yeah, but Birdman. Bird, Birdman should have been on there. Yeah, I, and then I, two I, or three I, of these you've never even heard of. Well, good research. <laughs> we know each other well. I'm I'm surprised you didn't say Exodus for me. I, that's number and six, I was, and I was tempted to say it for you. That was number six. I, I don't have I have no desire to see it. Really? Yep. I like Ridley Scott as a director. I like Christian Bale. I really like Joel Edgerton. That's why I was going to say that you're the big, you're the member of the Joel Edgerton fan club. That's all you ever, all I ever hear is Joel Edgerton this, Joel Edgerton that. T- he was the best part of uh, Great Gatsby, yeah, and man. he was good in the MMA film. That's like where saying he takes on uh, Tom Hardy. <laughs> that's like going to a wedding where the uh, brawl breaks out and the and the bride gets her skull broken open and they drag the groom off to jail. And they say, uh, well, how's the wedding? Yeah, the cake was pretty good. <laughs> no, that Gatsby movie is the best Gatsby movie ever made. <laughs> Again. So there are a lot of redeemable parts. The tallest parts. hobbit. <laughs> no, there are a lot of redeemable parts. I, I think the. Uh, because there's been so many Gatsby movies, it's its, its own genre. Two of them were TV movies. I guess there's one in the 20s that was made. Is that the one? I was time? thinking there was one like. Twenties, there was one in the thirties. There was the seventies. I forgot the, the one that A and E did with Paul Rudd back right. late nineties. <laughs> was brutal. I guess it was brutal. I don't know. And I still disagree. I still think that uh, Ronald well, Redford's version. I don't think Great Gatsby is that amazing of a novel. I don't put that novel as highly as uh, you and uh, oh, Mr. Yeah, Red Dog. Not, 
I, I like I like the book a lot, but you. That's a previous podcast. You can listen to us talk. That's right. You can, that, so. you can go back to the archives. It's like a first or second show. Exodus. Uh, so I had Exodus, Gods and Kings, but I thought that you would prefer to see, of any of the biblical movies that are coming out eventually, directed by Ridley Scott, I think you'd like to see David, a retelling of the David and Goliath story. Because that could be, to me, that's a little bit more interesting. A little bit. I'd love to just see all of the stories Well, think about well, I think that they're going to have like a prequel, and this might be a trilogy. David well. and Bathsheba, they be, <sighs> but that makes David seem so bad. Hey, either way, he's not. Th- that think great about of a the guy. way that they did. Um, yeah, he's not that great of a guy. Uh, I mean, audience members, <laughs> hopefully you're not offended by this. <laughs> All of our audience listeners, who may or may not think that David is a great guy, I think he's very, very flawed. And it's it's interesting. Well, he's human. That's the point. More so than most other biblical. He's more human than all the other human beings. Yeah, Uh, that is going to be an interesting movie, though, and it could be even more interesting if they do it in the same way, the same manner that they did Troy. Mm -hmm. Um, When I say they, I mean the artists or the people behind it. they make an artistic decision to sort of not remove God from it, but make it ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Then the story itself could have um, it. It could be really interesting. I don't think you can get away with gods and kings, Exodus, gods and kings, without having God in it. And I'm not trying to remove God from anything. I, I like God just as much as anybody else. And I'm not like into this whole sort of like the way they did Noah. Mm-hmm. How they they tried to make mm-hmm. no, I, I like Troy's treatment. I, I agree with you. The way they treated that ancient world, depending on your perspective, you can put especially the director's cut of Troy, right? Because there's a lot more character development. Um, it's as realistic of a depiction as you can get of a giant wooden horse. Well, I'd also like to see how they pull off the giant in David. Mm-hmm. Just the the. Goliath, the behemoth, whose armor weighs 160 shekels, nine feet tall. Well, yeah, depending on how the translation is. I mean, there's so much ambiguity in the translation. Uh, there's only one shekel. Shekel's a shekel. No, I, I read that there's a lot of ambiguity in how tall Goliath is supposed to be, and then there was something about well, isn't that because the word that it? means helmet can also mean, like, knee pad right. or knee guard, like, some people believe David threw the stone and it caught in Goliath's knee guard. Oh. And he stumbles. And that's why in the Bible it says he kills Goliath twice. Once when he throws the stone and then when he cuts off his head. The one that I taught in my class recently, he doesn't kill him until he cuts off his head. Okay, so he just hits him in the he head. He just hits him between the eyes. Him. Yeah. But, eh, I don't know. I, I wasn't there. I think that's in a more interesting story than mm-hmm. even Moses. Although I like Moses, but eh, All right. Ten I Commandments. See, uh, it's this by myself. Yeah, I might go see it. I might be able to get my <laughs> wife to go see it. I might because go see I'll, it. I'll watch Hunger Games with her, so maybe. That was on the list, but I figured it was probably too far away. I also, the problem I have with Hunger Games, real quick, right. is the director of it puts out great trailers, and I like the trailers. For his movies. He's done Catching Fire, Water for Elephants. 
I am legend <laughs> and Constantine. Right. And I've liked all of his trailers. <laughs> he writes a check he cannot. And do. even last night when I was watching John Wick, they had a trailer for Mockingjay, and I liked it up until the last shot. But you were also like, wow, I really want to see Water for Chocolates now. now that Water for it. Elephants? Oh. So, yeah. Look Did you ever that. see that movie? That was no, like, that was. My wife watched it. She didn't if, like if it. If we had done this show uh, four or five years ago, that would have been on the list. Because <laughs> you were really in the, you were really in the water for chocolate search. Well, I also like Christoph Waltz. Uh, he's in a movie coming out. Big but, guys. Tim Burton. No, another movie. A science fiction movie. Uh, the Zero Theorem. Yeah. Is that on your list? It's not on your real list. Uh, Terry Gillum movies after, I, I have trouble Christmas? with. It's not on my list for you. I had The Hobbit for you. Yeah. The Battle of the Five Armies. If I'm up in Northern Virginia, I'll probably watch it with my buddy, Tony. That's what I figured. We, we saw it the last one. If it's in 60 millimeter or whatever. That's one I, I'd need to 60 go frames with for second. certain people to really enjoy it. Um, though, two, I really were hoping that you would name. One comes out next week. Or, I'm sorry, two weeks. Dumb and Dumber 2. Oh, I should have named that because oh. I knew that and I I wasn't thinking about it. I, oh. didn't, even th- I didn't even I love it. the first one and the uh, trailer for the second one looks great. Really? Yes. I laughed you sure and that you laughed don't... when I saw that trailer. Wow. Well, that you... is my type of humor. You, it is highly sophisticated. <laughs> Good Lord. Dumb and Dumber 2. Love it. T.O.? Oh, yeah, T.O. Yeah. All right. And then the, probably the film I'm most looking forward to, and I've been looking forward to this for quite a while, and I'm surprised you didn't say it, Foxcatcher. Oh, that was on my original list. Oh, crap. You know what? It's been released already. Oh, okay. and I, Yeah, I think it came out in limited release back in September or I something thought, like that. I they did some film festival stuff. Yeah, th- there was something to where... I was only looking at movies from October till now, and I actually had to go back to get Birdman. Okay, yeah. Wide release November 14th. So, yes, Foxcatcher, the true story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have put that on there. uh, The wrestler. One of the DuPonts. Uh, Interesting story about the DuPonts. I I put the roof on one of their houses. In Delaware? Mm, They owned a house over in Surrey. Oh, okay. And uh, it was a an old plantation. There were now my my mind gets frazzled because I'm old. There was a uh, it was an old plantation house, mansion, whatever. What are those things called? Plantation mansions, or is it just plantation, just plantation houses? Uh, They're nice places to get married at. Twenty seven eaves mm-hmm. and two towers. Like spiral towers, um, I think there were like uh, I don't know something like forty eight valleys that we had to do. Anyway, it was crazy. It was just, it was just a crazy time trying to roof, and it was like a twelve one pitch, which is almost like straight up and down. It's like twelve feet of rise for every one foot. Yeah, and uh, our one of our guys was up on the roof, and they uncovered a honey. Uh, a, a honeybee beehive type hive yeah all the honeycomb inside to, the wall I was trying to say tribe <laughs> honeybee tribe the the hive went from one gable all the way through to the other side of the house I think they, they pulled out I, now this is where my mind gets frazzled 
it took them two days to suck it all out of there. And I think they said there were 60 queen bees. But we, we got paid for those two days, and all we had to do was sit on any trees and help them out to well, get Well, normally started. you can call out a bee collector. That's what they did. They brought in a bee And guy. they don't even get, they don't charge you as I long as they can just take all the honey. I don't know if they charged them or not, because I was just a, you know, low-level pick-up-the-trash worker guy. Uh, they they brought the guy out, and I remember it was just one dude, and he took them all. He took the, all the bees. He took them all. He, he had a big vacuum cleaner attached to, like, a backpack, <laughs> and he went up into the uh, – he had to, first he started from the outside. He was up on top of a ladder. And he smoked them. He made them, like, drowsy with the smoke. But it took a long time for that smoke. It took, like, four hours or something for that smoke to start working. And they all got drowsy. He just sucked them up in this huge vacuum cleaner. (laughs) And he had to make, like, I don't know, several trips up and down this stupid ladder. Did he remove all the honeycomb? (sighs) All I know is... Because apparently that's where the money is. Oh, I I really don't know about that. I I can't remember. Honestly, I can't remember. I almost got left at that house. They all pulled off and left me like one day. This is before this is before the honey thing or maybe after they, like we were still picking up tools and picking up stuff mm-hmm. and all the roofers jumped in the car and they just drove off. And I came around the slick side of the house. I mean, the main road was about a mile and a half away. And then just from the main road, it was probably another 15 or 16 miles before there was any any form of civilization. And it would have been like a. Uh, you know, a watering hole or something like that. I didn't know what I was going to do because I came around the corner and I looked and all I saw was the dust rising (laughs) from the back of the car. It was, I mean, they were pulling out. It was a Friday afternoon. I was like, oh my God. I mean, my heart dropped. I was like, what am I going to do? I just started walking. Eventually they figured it out. They turned around and came back and got me. That's my first job. My first, well, real job, I guess. I don't know. I left it. Nice. So anyway, those are my two stories about the DuPonts. I like it, so. Foxcatcher. Foxcatcher. Anything else? No, I think I pretty much went over all the uh, movies that I had for you. I, I don't think you're interested in seeing are you going to watch Big Father? Hero 6. No, I, I, I doubt it. Okay. I left, you know, I walked out of the uh, desolation of Schmaug. I know, I just, you're a big... Uh... I love that. I was all about that. Lord of the Rings fan. I'm so And I'm saturated. not. And if I've watched more in this <laughs> trilogy. I like the Lord of the Rings trilogy. It started to get a little bit old. I would have loved The Hobbit as a standalone. Or maybe two movies. I could see where you could split it up into two. It seems like making a pretty long three. story. They added. The, every All the elves are just subplot. That whole scene of the last movie where they're Going down the barrel, the barrel run movie. It was the best part. It may have been the best part. It went on for twenty minutes. It's maybe a paragraph in the book. Oh wow! Yeah, they get in these kegs and they escape. That's it. <laughs> That's pretty much all he says. <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm not interested in that. Nice. And big then, Hero Six. Yeah, yeah, really Big Hero Six. I'm surprised no major stars are doing voice work for it. Probably the biggest star is Jamie Chung. Damon Wayans Jr. Jr. His son. Yeah, you're right. I don't know any of these people, except Maya Rudolph. Maybe that's who Christopher Nolan's married to. 
No, she's married to somebody. Maya Rudolph. Yeah, I don't think she's no one. <laughs> she's definitely married to somebody, though. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll take the field. I it's um. Office Space. The guy from the did Office Space. Mike Judge. Yeah, yeah that's. I think right. that he's married to her. Yeah. That was the only other movie I had, dude. There, there are no superhero movies for you to latch onto <laughs> if you're not counting Hunger Games Part One. Well, this is this is the serious time of the year. Yeah. So, I like it. I think I can also name the movie you are least looking forward to this year. That's still to be released. All right. The remake of Annie. <laughs> no, there are probably fewer movies I'd rather see than that. That's the movie that I would love to go to the theater with you, and we're going to see something else. Oh, because the musical part. Switch it. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then that starts playing. The first song starts to go, and you're like, this isn't an inherent vice. I'm out of here. I am so out of here. Oh. They're not playing up the musical part of it, though. It's not a sing-through. But you're right. I wouldn't. There's no way in God's green earth I would ever see that movie. December 14th. Yeah. (laughs) Save it. Save it. I'll be watching something else, I'm sure. Yeah. So, quite a bit. Yeah. Good stuff. I've enjoyed it. Uh, I think what we'll do for the next pod should be, you're saying Interstellar's coming out this week? Come on. Yep, plan on watching that. I think we can examine this uh, this Nolan uh, trilogy theory of yours yeah. in greater detail. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I'm excited. So, ooh, that makes it your most anticipated podcast. I have a reason to come to work <laughs> next week. <laughs> We're going to try to see it on Wednesday, on the day it opens. With all the other, well, we examples? need to talk. We need to talk about. All right, we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk about. We'll talk about off because there's a lot of stuff going on next week. All right. Yep, I agree. It's the end of the quarter. It's the end of our podcast, and it was great uh, having you back for another show. Glad. I'm uh, I'm the L Trade for Mister Two Frames Bull over there. Pot the player. <laughs> Pot set bonum, everybody. <laughs>